Welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in small towns in the Midwest, United States. I'm your host, Allison Hassler, with my co-host, Russell Williams. And we're coming to you from the Citadel building in downtown Marion, Illinois, uh, home of Ethos, Ethos Entrepreneurial and Technical Opportunities. We're a small emerging small business incubator here in Southern Illinois. And on Small Town Big Business, we interview successful business owners in small towns to find out why and how they do business in small towns. Today, our guests are Pedra and Anthony Franks of Yellow Door Inc. Welcome, guys. Hey, Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? <laughs> we were just saying how excited we are to have you. You guys are on our short list for our podcast. So, so happy that you could be with us today. Oh, same here. We've been waiting for this for a we're long happy time. To be here as well. <laughs> and we've had to keep changing the dates and yeah. recording from COVID and mm-hmm. all the things. And yep. yes. that's okay. Uh, and you're busy. But we're here now. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. All that matters. And it's fall in Southern Illinois. Finally, it's fall. Do you guys, what's your favorite season? Oh, fall. fall. Definitely. Fall, yeah. All the fairs and parades. Fall. Yeah. And, yes. It's not as rainy and it's cool. You know, like that's my It's the best construction time. It is beautiful. Football <laughs> season, high school football. Yeah. You know, all the local things you can support. And, and I just heard that Rindleman Orchards has got their apple cider donuts coming out this weekend. Oh. Have you had an apple cider donut? <laughs> no. Oh, you're going to have to have go to the Rindleman Orchards. I've had one. Oh. I've had one. They yeah. sell out quick. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. So, so good. So good. So we are here to talk about your business, Yellow Door Inc. Can you describe to our listeners what Yellow Door Inc. is? You want to take that? (laughs) We're just saying it's our first interview. I'll take that. So um, we're just basically a a construction company. We like to build cool houses and, you know, pay fine attention to detail. And I don't know, just give a different look to uh, Southern Illinois. And that's really what we wanted to do when we came back home. So. Yeah, well, we're going to get into this and get really in the weeds about how your construction company is completely set apart from any other because of your business structure and your style. Mm-hmm. But I want to take a step back and talk about your upbringings and how you guys got together. Pedro and I were uh, graduate cohorts i guess yes. that, that yes. would be the best we go back to siu yeah mm-hmm. at, at siu and so i know that your business or your background is in public health not in business and marketing and all the things mm-hmm. even though you do them flawlessly oh. <laughs> um, i want to go back into where it all began and how you guys got started okay well anthony and i were high school sweethearts so um I was, I'm a terrier, and he actually grew up in Marion, but then graduated from Murfreesboro. So wow, we okay. met. Okay. Carbondale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, met in high school, and we bonded over our ACL tears, and <laughs> <laughs> both athletes. Yeah. yeah, both athletes, and um, you know, went through college and got married and lived here for a while. We moved to Atlanta and uh, really started doing real estate while we were there. And Anthony, he's, you know, done many of things from cutting hair to um, music to um, real estate. Pu- publishing? Yeah. That was part of the publishing company? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so Anthony's a serial entrepreneur, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. That is I'm great. more like, you know, the typical 
you know, path and went to college. And he's always, yeah. like, I, we joke about how when he was a kid, he used to collect turtles and go sell them in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I've always that's worked amazing. for myself. I, um, but I've always wanted to build houses. Like, that's always been my goal. Like, I've always wanted to build to that. So whatever process or steps it took to get there, that's what I did. You know, I enjoyed music. I enjoyed cutting hair first. I did that, started cutting hair when I was, like, 10 or 11. And then got really good at that. Started cutting all the kids' hair around the neighborhoods. And then, uh, you know, I was playing basketball through high school and then went to college. And... I've always done music. A friend of mine, Chris Harris, he owns uh, Route 51 Brewery. Okay, uh, We yeah. started doing music together in eighth grade. We went uh, okay. undefeated that whole year in junior high in basketball. <laughs> and Chris and Ducoin, we beat them by like 30 the first time we played them. Then, <laughs> yes. The next time we played them was like going to the championship game and they beat us. So we were 23 and uh, one that year. And Chris is the guy. That beat us. So yeah, <laughs> he'll always Shout have bragging rights because of that. But we started doing music together in um, eighth grade, um, after eighth grade year, like high school. And he got this little four track recorder. And we started making music and making songs. And we ended up moving to uh, Orlando together. He went to Full Sail to record an engineering school. Yeah. And of course, I was just along for the ride. I wrote songs, lyric and melody. And so met a whole bunch of people there, and then it all kind of, I could tell you the whole story, but it'd take forever. But either way, led me to some great contacts, and uh, got in the music industry, and wrote some cool songs, met some cool people, and made a little money, and I took that money and invested that into real estate. Yeah. And so uh, ever since then, that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. Yeah. And what you made, you said you were interested in construction. You've been interested in homes yeah, for a long, long time. Yeah, um, my dad actually did a lot of building when I was younger. Like, he'd do uh, build houses. He'd build additions onto houses. He'd do different decks and build decks and stuff for people. And I'd always be around just kind of looking. I'm like, man, that's kind of cool, you know. And then my uncle, uh, Tommy Ricks, he uh, he started building new constructions. And uh, was I was really into that, into that whole process. And so I've always wanted to build cool houses, just yeah. different stuff, though. Like, yeah. we did it as cool kids, man. We were, like, hanging out in the backyard, and we lived by the railroad track, so we'd sneak back there, and we'd take these crates and build these cool tree houses. And I was always into building the best tree house. And yeah. uh, I'd have to give that title to a friend of mine, but... Now we just we just kind of take that same concept and use it for homes around here, and hopefully we'll bring something different that people like and want to move into. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So yeah. tell me about your move to Atlanta and why you made that decision, mm. and what that driver was to come back. Uh, the move to Atlanta was. Uh, that's kind of it's crazy i met some people um in la through the music industry and he introduced me his name is uh god i'm gonna be mad if i his name is nick uh nick velo he's actually a big uh publishing guru now and nick introduced me to a guy named kendrick dean who was a uh grammy award-winning producer and he lived there and kendrick was just like yeah i think you should uh you should come to atlanta for a little while and i was like uh, kicking around the idea and I mentioned to Pedro and she was like that's when I met you because yep. I yeah. was getting my masters at that time uh, yeah. yeah and we just had uh, Amaya, Amaya our so first, we had our daughter our first yep. daughter you know our first kid and 
you know, I had to leave them for like a year, but it, it was worth it. But either, anyway, uh, Kendrick got me into a barbershop there and I started cutting hair there mm -hmm. and I was in this barbershop and I was working and I'd see all these different writers and producers come in and I'm just like, man, they ain't taking me seriously because I'm in a barbershop, you know, and I just, <laughs> you know, I'd be thinking about that all day and then one day I just quit cutting hair in the shop and pursued music and however I had to do it, whatever, you know, my brothers helped me out if I ever needed something, uh, he would send me a little something and make sure I was good and um, I quit cutting hair. I mean, it was a, a, a huge jump, like, just, just a leap of faith, like, I'm gonna make it work. Like, people take me more serious if I'm in the studio all the time writing and recording than they would if I was in, you know, uh, the barbershop and they come there and see me. So, either way, I did that and uh, it kind of panned out. It was a, a few years, a couple years, a, a struggle, we'll say. Like, it yes. was rough. <laughs> he you would know? be in the studio for like, I don't know, it'd be, always be at night. So, he'd be yeah. in there from like, 6 p.m. till like 6 o'clock in the morning and yeah. I'd be waking up to go to my um, internship and then we'd take yeah. Amaya to daycare and it was yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a it lot, was a but lot. it was worth it. It was, you know, figuring out how to make ends meet and, you know, try to make that work. But, you know, I always had faith. It's just, you know, I was dead set on I'm going to make something happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, we ended up getting blessed a couple years later and I signed a big publishing deal and, we took that and we've invested that ever since then. And so that's kind of yeah. what we worked on. But it was, a, it was a long journey, definitely a lot of uh, figuring out. But, you know, I was really, really, really down for that roller coaster ride, man. I, I, all the ups, all the downs, I enjoyed every bit of it, you yeah. know. So that's kind of, and then, uh, so then we were like, okay. It's, uh, I want to do this at home. I want it to be closer to my mom and dad, you know, my closer to her parents. Yep. Our yeah. parents are in Carbonell. Um, mine are here in Marion. And I just wanted to do some cool stuff in my hometown. And, um, and that's what we've kind of been doing ever since. Mm -hmm. so. how, long, how long ago was that? We moved back home in, what, 2016? 16 or 17. I it was think, a yeah, mid, like it was yeah. mid 2016, 2017. And Yellow Door Construction started yeah, at that we, time. Yeah, yeah, we came, we came back home and we uh, renovated this house on Boulevard Street. And then after that, we uh, actually bought this small little tiny house on Hendrickson that we uh, at an auction that we renovated. And then we were like, ah, oh, we should just try. So I was like, we should try something new. I think I don't know if Pedro's into that. But. <laughs> I I'm always just like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you want, let's try it. Yeah. Um, he's always the idea person. I'm always the Yeah, I just like, I just wanted to start something from, you know, footings to finish trim. I wanted to start something brand new and you know, uh, a friend of mine, Philip, uh, I just I would call him every day. Man, who can I can, who 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 who's good at this? And who's well, he's like I can do that. I was like, who's good? At I can do that. And then I had another friend of mine, Brian. He was a, uh, he's a great framer. And uh, Brian came and helped me frame up the first duplex. And then, uh, you know, we got that place finished. And then uh, another guy, he's an investor. He builds, like, a lot of rentals and stuff around here. He said, hey, could you do that for me? And I was like, yeah, I can do that for you. And so we started doing that. But I got, I'm, I'm in the houses. Like, apartments are cool. But everything is the same. It's like a, um, you know, repetitive. Like everything is like, I don't like doing the same thing every day, guys. Okay. I'm, 
I don't know if you can call it ADD or whatever it is, but <laughs> I like to do something different. I like to be in the things that, you know, entertain me, make me want to get yeah. up and go every day. And yeah. uh, houses are that. Like, yeah. you know, I want to do cool different houses and different designs. I don't want to do the typical, not that the typical is bad, but I just want to do something new and yeah. fresh. And when people ride by it and they see it, they're like, oh, that's cool. And maybe, you know, their kids will one day be like, ah, oh, I want yellow door to build us a house you know yeah. like i just want to do cool stuff and so yeah. you know i think that really at. speaks to the artist inside of you yeah. that you need that freedom mm -hmm. to build from a blank canvas and that uh that definitely speaks to the fact that you are an artist mm -hmm. and that really trans uh transpires into the work that you do now mm -hmm. so i want to pull back from when you moved back to southern illinois Pedro, you were still working full-time mm -hmm. for a position that was based in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and you were doing remote work. Mm -hmm. This is all pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. I was remote pre-COVID. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and I know because we're friends, mm -hmm. we you went through a process of reducing a little hours. Yes. And then finally it was like, okay... I'm ready to go all in. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like you don't just walk into owning a yeah. successful business overnight. You know, it's definitely an evolution. So like Anthony just said, we started with just doing our own little projects and then we had an investor and then we, you know, have done, you know, custom homes and spec homes. And so that evolution mm -hmm. of going from like one project to like five projects and so yeah. on requires extra assistance. Yeah. And so um, I'm more of like the system person on mm -hmm. our team. She's the most important part. Like, <laughs> yeah. What I do is just like crazy stuff. What she does, <laughs> she's like without her, yellow door would be yellow door. Like it's uh, and I'm, oh, I'm out here. I'll say that like what she does is very important. Like she, you know, systems. Yeah. I'm used to freelancing. I'm used to doing things just on the go. Yeah, I like to do them. Yeah. She likes structure. Well, so, well, gradually, like those little things that make a business operate and function on a day to day require a full time person. And so that was yeah. kind of that transition from him being like, hey, can you help me with this? To, okay, every single day I need to be doing something yeah. in this. And so mm -hmm. it starts to take that up. So yeah, I did taper off definitely yeah. from, um, you know, I, I was at a Health and Powers out of Norcross, Georgia. Worked there for, I think, five years. And um, over that time, it was a tough decision, you know, to step away because it is that feeling of, well, this is a, a guaranteed, you know, paycheck. This is all guaranteed, or so yeah. you think anyways, you know. And so to step away but i mean looking back absolutely no regrets because it's really fun to create and um you know kind of have everything all of those decisions when you work at a place yeah. you have a lot of red tape you can't even change the color of a document without getting someone's okay sometimes so to be able to say like i remember for a while i'd ask anthony like hey you think i should do this he's like just do it just try it just do it you don't have to ask for my permission just do it i'm like okay I'll do that. So that transition's been um, definitely a lot of lessons learned, but w looking back, it was a great decision. Yeah. You've yeah, got a nice combination of strengths, then those are complementary yeah. to each other. <laughs> Sometimes Absolutely. it leads to a little bit of having yeah, to figure each other out. I get but that. Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the process of getting her to leap is was was the main thing, you know. And once she figured out, uh, I jumped and I didn't die. I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm here, I'm still, everything is still good, you know, like, you know, I think that first, you know, initial, like, 
am I really gonna quit this to do something like, you know, like this and do something on my own? And I think like, you know, figuring out after you, it's, it's cool. Like there's gonna be some work and figuring out on the way down, but normally you're gonna be all right, you know? Yeah. Like, and so I think, you know, just getting her to that mindset to, uh, and, and businesses, you know, taking calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the calculator. There you yeah. go. She's the calculator. And I'm more <laughs> like, let's go. do it. You know, let's 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 do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll run the numbers about 25 different ways to make sure that that makes sense. And he's like, already started it. He's <laughs> 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 telling him to do it. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm like, okay. Yeah. We can tell yeah. you're very passionate. Yeah. 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 And that is awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about your challenges. You know, it's this yeah. is not Atlanta. This is Marion, Illinois, Southern mm-hmm. Illinois. What challenges do you guys have as business owners and challenges in a small town? Well, uh, the main challenge is, uh, you know, kind of being the first to try something different, you know, that people yeah. aren't accustomed to, that they kind of have to adjust to, that, you know, uh, I've never seen a house look quite like this. I don't really know. If it's something I want to live in, or but most people have been like, these are really cool. I like them, and, and you know, it's it's been good. Uh, I think some of the challenges are, you know, we want to build things that are are so nice, you know, like we want everything on the inside, you know, all the detail, like we pay attention to everything, you know. Um, we like higher end finishes, we like the quartzes, and we like the tiled showers and. I think the challenge is, you know. How do you give a million dollar home on a, a budget? Just, just, yeah. just yeah. you know, I, I think like appraisals need to be better around here. I think like if, if they need to, to realize that there are people that are going to build you the, you know, quick spec homes, like builder grade stuff. And then there are people that are going to build, you know, more higher end homes. Um, that are very attentive to detail, to every detail. And I think all that needs to be taken into consideration. And then sometimes I don't think that those builders that pay attention to detail are appreciated as much. Um, I think that that really, that's a challenge for me because I care. Like each, you got people that are coming to buy these homes and they're gonna live in them for 30 years. Like, you know, one in, you know, five years a house to be falling to pieces, you know? And so we really care about our homes, like each and every one. We don't want to build the same home twice. Like that's our yellow door thing. Like we build character in every home. Like we want to build a different house each time. We don't want to build the same thing. So everybody, when they buy one of our homes, they're going to get something that's, you know, creative and custom to that specific build. And, uh, I just don't think that that's appreciated as, as much as I would like yeah. it to be. So know? there's an educational piece to your business. Yeah. I mean, that, that really is creative artists. Right. You know, businesses, you know, this is what we create. But I need to teach you why it is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. a really unique business structure because you usually fall into two different categories. It's spec homes that mm-hmm. you build without a buyer and mm-hmm. you sell, but you put everything on pretty much builder basic mm-hmm. uh, structure or your custom with already the buyer mm-hmm. in place that you're working with and everything is custom to their liking. And you've kind of married mm-hmm. the yep. two with exactly. you 
build like it's expect home, but it's completely custom mm-hmm. without the buyer yet. Yep. Yes. And that is not done in Southern That's Illinois. Risky. In fact, I don't know where it's done. Yeah. I'm sure that this is done in uh, more metropolitan areas, but that's mm-hmm. definitely new for Southern Illinois. Yeah. And that's probably a concept that is hard for people to wrap their minds around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, that sets you apart in such a wonderful way uh, because when somebody drives by one of your homes, they know that it was yours. Right. And they are beautiful that's and true. modern and just you can tell that they are just as beautiful on the outs- inside as they are on the outside because every last like you said every last detail has been thought out mm-hmm. hello this is russ and allison and thank you for watching the small town big business podcast we also want to thank our sponsors for making this possible we want to thank fowler heating and cooling the watermark auto group foundation arcadia wealth group also black diamond harley davidson rv Southern Illinois Vacation Rentals, the Swinford Media Group, and of course our producer, Union Street Arts. You can join the small town big business community by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen on your favorite platform. Subscribing is free and you won't miss upcoming episodes that are released every two weeks. And if you want to know more about the Small Town Big Business Podcast or you want to know more about the Ethos Small Business Incubator co-working spaces here on Tower Square Plaza in the Citadel Building, simply go to members.ethosmarion.org. Thanks again for being with us today. And now back to our show. So I want to go into the what your biggest um, strengths are as a business. And I know you guys had talked about a little bit, but what those things are about your business that you love the most. I love the creative side. Like, I like designing houses. I like designing floor plans that I think people will like, you know, love, or, you know, trying a different color on a house that somebody probably didn't think would look cool, and then it looks cool, you know. Um, my thing is the art side, and like you said, uh, being being an artist of, of some sort, um, I like each home to be a piece of art. Like uh, it's like my my painting. Like how you know we got Nick Allen around here that does these cool paintings. Like you know each house like is designed, and I feel like that's my piece of art. Well, our piece of art, and because uh, Pedro comes in and she's like, ah, oh, we. We should use these lights here and we should do she has a lot of input and so together we we make this cool team and that's my side that's what i enjoy is 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 you know creating something cool and different mm-hmm. um hers i'll let her tell um i feel like we're just gonna keep trying different things like i think we're just we're never gonna get comfortable like every time we find a like right now we have two um lots right by the square that we're going to build really nice houses right there and we're going to make it a point to keep finding spots close to the square to to build these really cool homes in and so we want to um, take the lot take something that somebody doesn't see the potential yet and just make it everything that we see it being and so i mean in turn that i mean the the area helps us and we help the area as much as we can to build it into this eclectic um unique space that you can come and walk around and just visually aesthetically enjoy yeah i think that everything like marion has going on like the potential for marion and 
um, even finding lots around the square, like that that's been our goal like we want to build in places that like you can walk right up here and you know have crown brew or the vault you know and kind of enjoy the square and all the art and you know everything else that they're going to do here and so um but what i enjoy Mm -hmm. what i enjoy is creating those pieces of art so and what's the number one resource to make your business successful number one resource tactical or otherwise um for me, and I can't speak for you, it's been like always being resourceful and having like this can-do attitude. Um, I think that's been the number one thing because especially with all the challenges over the last couple of years, it's really kind of pushed pushed your creativity. Yeah. And from it, I think it's allowed us, because like, like, we'll go and we'll have a light or a bathtub or whatever that we want to get, and it's on back order for like four months. So you have to get resourceful, you have to get created, creative, and so having that, and also the, the network, the team, our, our subs, you know, yeah, that's, that's, the uh, city, everyone being on board and wanting to see that vision come to life and being supportive, I think that those have been um, huge in any success that we've had, especially during the COVID times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely been different. Um, you know, things taking things that used to take you know two to three weeks to get in now take you know two to three months. It's weird. It's like um, prepping to build these two houses um, on Buchanan and Mechanic Street now, and uh, I'm ordering windows now. I'm ordering ordering siding now and doors and sliding doors like right now. And we haven't even started footings, you know, like the, the, the process. So, you know, it's, it's definitely been different. But I, like I say, I, I've learned to enjoy every, every part of it. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So, <laughs> since you guys are able to compare and contrast very realistically, because you lived in Atlanta, so you've lived in that metropolitan environment, mm-hmm. how can you say... What would you say about doing business in a small town that is unique to a small town versus mm. having a business in a metropolitan area? Mm. I and what you like about being here? I, oh, I you know, love it. You know what I like about being here? Um, first of all, Marion is like the best. By the way, like I've been to a lot of small <laughs> towns, and 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 now like you know, like people my age, you guys' age, like you know we're doing cool things like it's like i like the cool vibey environment that we have right now like um what i enjoy about marion and and what we do here is the fact that we can be a first you know like we could be the ones that are doing this particular thing first like that's a big ordeal for like we could just be lost in the crowd of people that are doing what we're doing there but it's like we're like one of a kind. Well, I wouldn't say one of a kind. There are other builders that are, are trying different cool things, but I just feel like, you know, we've tried some stuff first, and to be the first is really cool, especially in the town you were born and raised in. You know, like you've always dreamed of, you know, building these cool things. In. And so for me, it's being the first to, to try these things. That's awesome. And, you know, that's what I it love is, about being in a small It is like town. putting a fresh stroke yeah. Yeah. on an old canvas. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And being the person that comes in to do that, yeah. I mean that that is really cool. Yeah. And watching everyone else doing it too, like yeah. you guys with the podcast, like just seeing everyone like 
in our age group, like starting to, like you were saying, come forward and go follow their it's passions. It's yeah. inspiring. Like it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. I also see like there's so much like to go back to the red tape. Like there's so much when you're in a city, but here it's like we know the names of the people, and we can just go and talk to them, and it's just an easier process to get through all of that. And then we all have this common vision for where we want to see our area that we hold so near and dear to our heart be. And so I think that we all are like, well, whatever we got to do to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And we have that common mentality, and to see that, and to see everybody doing that and wanting to get to that that place is i mean i mean how many people have the mayor's cell phone number like yeah. they can just call right. and well, text him it, it, it's crazy it's not really i mean on the flip side you know there was a there there was a time that we didn't know like if that if that was going to be you know um and i think that mike got in office and he's done some really cool things and i think yeah. that people are just kind of following his lead you know yeah. and and also um everybody's on the same page with you know, making it a really cool town to live in. And yeah. I think that that's uh, very important. You know, a few years ago, we didn't know. We was like, uh, should we stay here? Yeah. You we know, did. should we, we you know, and that's just being honest. Like, as much as I love Marion, like, is everybody on the same page? Is everybody, you know, wanting to make this town the coolest little small town you can live in, you yeah. know, and, and grow it? And, uh, I think that uh, that was a big ordeal for me, you know, not too long ago, yeah. you know, a few years back. And I was just like, man, because uh, we didn't know, but we, we stuck it out and we're here. And uh, and now things are, are changing drastically. Yeah. yeah. And Mike being Mayor Mike Absher, mm -hmm. we want to make sure we mention that. Mm -hmm. Mike yeah. Absher. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up, brought up a really good point that there is there is a lot of more red tape in the larger metropolitan areas and it doesn't mean that we have no red tape here right. we definitely have the the permits and the processes yeah. that are in place but you know who you're going to talk to every time you pick up the phone and i think that that is one thing that especially with construction because you're always going to be talking to somebody about new permits and mm -hmm. for the next build and things mm -hmm. like that so mm -hmm. uh, i can see that being a huge asset to be in a small town and yeah. know those contacts by name yeah. in order to be able to move that process along versus being just in a sea of bureaucracy. Yes. Right. So There's, that's a that's a really interesting point that really hasn't probably been brought up as much um, since uh, we haven't had construction on here. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It's not like this us versus them mentality, you know, with the powers that be it's i think like i said we're all want to see progress and so of course there is some red tape because you have to you know do things the right way but yeah. it's definitely more collaborative versus you know trying to butt heads so it's good yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's really good well everybody's you know allison you know she does her thing like we 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 all like i'm i'm excited about everything you guys are doing this podcast is really cool um it's a, it's an honor to be on here not to, to cut it off but i i'm just i'm loving i'm loving everything you guys are doing as well so it's like you know with the business that you run and um it's just you know you're in a town full of people who are, are movers and shakers and it's just it feels good it feels yeah. good to be a part of that you know and everybody to watch you know Allison do her part with special while you do your part, which is special. You know, everybody has their own thing that they do, but um, collectively, yeah. we're all going to grow this That's thing awesome. and it's going to be cool and vibey. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that's what I like. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you two are very successful entrepreneurs, uh, <laughs> you, you know, maturing a business, right? Right. And so what would you say to yourself, like your younger self, or maybe a, a brand new entrepreneur, what would you say about starting a business? Mm. Do you want me to say and what maybe, I would say? Maybe because even specific to your industry. I mean, um, I think for me, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the scaredy cat out of the two of us for sure. So like, I'm like, I have to make like my pros and cons list, and I gotta like pro do projections and calculations to make sure everything. Um, I'm crazy with it actually. So I would definitely say just go for it. Like if it's something that you're passionate about and that you love to do and you're willing to work really, really hard and be super resourceful, you're gonna find success. Like there's no way that you're not going to. You're gonna be the best at what you do eventually because you're going to pour every ounce of yourself into it. And so that would be my advice for me as a child. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would've listened to myself, but I definitely would say um, it would've been good, useful information. Yeah. For me, I have no, no regrets along the way. <laughs> like, just do it. Like, my, my thing is, like, you get one time, you know, you get one life on this earth, and, and you get to, you know, live that the way you want to, being that it's the right way, the right avenue. Um, jump? Like, I would never, like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, you know, living life and, and, and not living it somewhat on my terms you know doing what i want to do for a living and what i what i feel is fun every day like you know so so if if the younger me i would tell them to do the same thing you did like <laughs> you know maybe there's a few things a couple They're steps you could have <laughs> skipped and not did that and maybe not made that choice or you know because you, you you make them along the way and that's a part of growing and, and, and being, you know, good at what you do or every every failure is is a lesson. It's not a it's not supposed to be a setback. Yeah, it sets you back in a sense, but it's just a it's the process of learning and growing and, and, and becoming who you intend to be, who who inevitably you, you're gonna be if you if you stick to it, if you don't quit. And uh, my thing to tell any young entrepreneur or Anybody that wants to do whatever they want to do, it's just do it. There's no, they're like, what's the consequences? Like, yeah, you, you, you get set back or you make a bad decision financially that eventually you can fix and get back right. Like, that's the whole credit system. Like, you know, like, just jump, just do it. And if it doesn't work out, learn from what you made, uh, uh, where you made a mistake last time. Don't do that again. And just keep pushing forward. Keep kicking. And so kicking and pushing, that's kicking why, pushing. you know, good, it's good to say, keep kicking and pushing. And, and that's, that's what I would tell any entrepreneur, like, stick to it. Enjoy the ride. There's going to be a lot of lows, um, not so many highs, but, you know, <laughs> enjoy it. Like, enjoy the ride, you know, and, you know, that's what it takes to be successful is just sticking to it. And also like live in those micro successes because it does feel like you're hit with like putting out fires every day, like constantly yeah. if sometimes you get caught up in that. And so when you do have those micro successes and you get to sit back and be like, ah, oh, that worked out, like live in that moment and actually try to just take a breath because sometimes it does get overwhelming trying to figure all of it out. But 
those little moments can really help get you through. Well, nobody knows really where they were at in life until they hit a rock bottom. And mm-hmm. then you go, ah, I had it good there, you know. <laughs> so then when you get back there, appreciate that and just know that on the way up to the next level, there's going to be another rock bottom. And for me, like I, I, like I said, I've been saying the whole podcast, just learn to love every part of it. You know, the lows, the highs, and keep it pushing. Yeah. So. So as this space grows and this being ethos uh, at the Citadel, this is what we hope or Russ hopes to have is the small business incubator with a variety of technical resources Mm -hmm. available, Mm -hmm. uh, which is well on its way of being established. What would you say would be a tactical resource that you would have loved to have had Uh. as you were gaining ground and building your business and making those pivots. Mm. Do you want to take it or me? Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know, the resources I would have loved to have is, you know, it's probably things that were there that I didn't, as far as what I'm doing now, that I just didn't take advantage of. Like, you know, didn't really know to take advantage of, you know, any of the uh, construction classes that the high school may have af- offered. Um but, you know, just having somebody that's successful in whatever business that is that they're um, shooting to, 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 to try or to, to venture out and do themselves, um, it would be nice to, to have a place you can go to and talk to somebody who's been successful um, in that business mm-hmm. so they can kind of let you know, you know, kind of, hey, this is... This is where you need to start, you know, and this is where you can take it from here. Like having somebody, you know, there that you can talk to um, that that yeah. that's been a part of that. That's that would be that would have been a great resource for me. Um, and I always found them like, you know, even in the music, like I was just always like yeah. moving and shaking and meeting different people. And oh, he's he does this. So I'm going to, you know, like those are resources I use. But, you know, I was. Uh, very active like I was always moving around trying to meet different people but you know if I were to come to this place you know if I could if 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 I wanted to get into construction having somebody that's been successful in the construction world would be somebody I'd want to come and talk to every yeah. day like I have a question about this can you can you can you give me some idea of how I should handle this or you know, just having people around that have been there and done that. Yeah. And Anthony, I know you're interested in mentoring young entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. 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 So I just want to make sure that you know that you have a welcome invitation to do awesome. it. Yeah. 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 I do. I mean, and I do it all the time. Like, uh, we, I, I got a couple uh, younger guys that are getting into real estate now and uh, demoing houses. And, you know, they call me every day like, ah, what should I do next? What should I Well, I'm going to give you this number and you call this guy and he's going to help you get that done. You know, and so just being there and uh, having those resources to pass along, I'm always into passing along the resources. Awesome. I don't, I don't try to keep them to myself. Okay. So if I have access to something and I can uh, teach somebody younger that's trying to do, the, there's not a lot of young people building houses. Like yeah. you know, it's a few people my age that I know, um, and I don't even know any younger guys that are really doing it. So to see this guy um, into it, it, it makes me excited because yeah. somebody has yeah. to. You know, come up and carry that, carry that torch. I would say for um, a resource standpoint is how do you go from being Anthony Franks, the guy who, you know, 
built a deck to how do you become yellow door the business who when I walk in the room is looked at as a business versus an individual because there's a lot that goes into building something to where your taxes reflect it you know your your um, insurance reflects it your um, social marketing reflects it and then the banks also see it because to get financing it requires you to have so many years of success successful business history so getting to that point and not because like we had a lot of lessons learned on it you know um, like how do you what kind of income do you need to show like um, how do you reflect that? How do write-offs play into that? Those are all really big factors that I think we overlook as important, and it can set you back years of putting in the work. So being able to catch that on the front end, like I've gone in and sat down with local banks here and been like, well, what is that number? Like, where do you guys, like, how do write-offs, how do you take that? How do you divide that out? Like, those are things that can really make or break you and take you on either a five-year journey, a 10-year journey, 50, like it can be very disheartening to do it the wrong way. So I would say somewhere that you can come talk to somebody and figure that out on the front end is very, very helpful. Excellent. Yeah. Well, Allison and I want to thank you for joining us on your first podcast, right? Excellent. (laughs) Anthony and Pedro Franks from Yellow Door Constructions, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you, guys. We will add your website in our show notes, but would you like to share the website where people can reach you? (laughs) Do you know? You have. (laughs) (laughs) www.yellowdoorinc.com. Awesome. And you looked in the camera, too. You're you're professional now. (laughs) I was looking at that thing all the time. (laughs) We also want to thank our sponsors for making Small Town Big Business possible with a new episode every two weeks. And that includes Fowler Heating and Cooling, uh, Arcadia Wealth Group, the Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson and RV, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and also Union Street Arts. And I want to thank Luke O'Neill for being a great podcast producer and also David Williams for being our post-production manager. Uh, We would love for you to support the small town big business community on whatever your favorite platform is. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, and Apple. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and watch the video episodes. And if you want to know more about Small Town Big Business, and you might want to be an upcoming episode, you can contact me, Russell, at watermarkethos.org. You might have a question about ethos and what that's all about, our small business incubator emerging here in Marion, Illinois. Just reach out. Allison Hassler and Russell Williams, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us.